a Podcast One production. Hello and welcome back to Season 4 of Crappy to Happy. I'm your host, Cass Dunn, and here we are again for more insights from some of the most incredible people around. I am so happy to be back and chatting with you all. I actually get pretty excited every time I'm here in the studio talking to my guests, especially knowing the impact that it's having on you listening. So this is season four, and what it's all about, as the name implies, is to look at all of the ways you might be feeling crappy and give you the tools, techniques, and insights to help you overcome them. In each episode, I introduce you to interesting, inspiring, intelligent people who are experts in their field, and my hope is that they will help you feel less crappy and more happy. Before we kick off, I do want to say thank you for all of your messages during the break. Please keep them coming in. I love hearing from you. You can write a review in Apple Podcasts or Podcast One Australia or wherever you listen and you can send me an email directly at hello at castdone.com. I do read them all and I love hearing your thoughts. So we have got a lot of great conversations for you in this season, and we're going a little deeper than we ever have before with some pretty eye-opening topics. We're going to start with someone who I know is close to all of your hearts and is close to mine too. She started this whole Crappy to Happy journey with me. She was my co-host for the first two seasons until she had to leave due to other commitments, but we managed to find time and I got her back for an episode to talk about work-life balance, juggling career and family, and whether or not you really can have it all. Here she is, one of my absolute heroes, Tiffany Hall. It's so good to have you back. Cass, thank you for having me. Oh, I feel at home in this little studio with you. <laughs> it's like the reunion and I'm exactly the same. Today I was going, oh, I don't, it's just me and Tiff again today. I it's know. like old days. I know. It feels it feels days. really beautiful to be here and with our producer Dave and, you know, it's just so fun. In our spots. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Tiff, it has been over 12 months mm-hmm. since you and I sat down together yeah. In fact, wow. you had a moon boot and Arnie was tiny oh. last time we sat in the studio. Yeah. So um, can you just fill us in on where you're at in your life right now since then? <laughs> well, um, that baby has grown. He's 22 months. He's walking and he's talking. He is a chatterbox. Talks, talks, talks all day, which is fantastic. Um, I'm still at the helm of TIFXO and driving that and looking after the business. I'm also the, the director of training for the CenterFit app and um, I do workouts and on-camera stuff there too. Ed, my husband and I are releasing a book in September, a picture book called A First Time for Everything. I've seen that. Yes. That's cute. So that was a huge project and we're really excited about it. And I've done a TEDx talk. I've travelled the world with... Arnold and myself um, following Chris Hemsworth around. I've um, just gone from strength to strength with TIFXO and had a few fractures along the way. Like last time you said we was in the moon boot. Um, that's relaxing for you straight after, you know, you have birth, you got those loosey goosey ligaments. And um, yeah, and now I'm just, yeah, trying to achieve that um, thing we're all sort of in search for, which is the balance between <laughs> Uh, work and life. That elusive yeah. work-life balance. Yeah. Because we we did say on the season three that mm. the reason that you'd had to stop the podcast yes. 
was because the Chris Hemsworth yeah, the center so, app had come mm-hmm. it was huge you mm-hmm. were you were everywhere mm-hmm. I was traveling so much so this whole concept of busyness it was literally our first episode that we ever mm. did together yeah like getting out of that busy I thought I was trap. busy then <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> was I, I was pregnant and I hadn't even had a baby and I was like, I can't, was I pregnant then or was that the yes. second? Yes. Season one, you were pregnant. Yeah, I was pregnant. So I was, you know, eight months pregnant then and I thought, can't get busier than this and then had a baby and yeah. Get busier. Yeah. Took a full-time job with a business. Yeah, it was full on. Let's talk about that then. Mm. So mm. how are you managing that? Um, That's a lot. Like, say, I, that, that is a lot that you have on your plate. Yes, I'd have to say between us and you, dear listener, <laughs> um, I, I, there have been times where I haven't managed mm. for sure. It was overwhelming. Um, self-care went out the window. I allowed people's demands on me and my time um, take over what I needed personally Um there were moments where I was just constantly sick and run down mm. and I wasn't managing. I've made changes now. Um, but yeah, it, it, it was a wake up call that I can't do what I used to do now that I'm a mum. Mm. And I don't want to do what I used to do now that I'm a mum because I'm busy, but also my priorities have changed. I was going to say priorities do change, yeah. don't they? Yeah, they do. And it's that thing of managing the busyness, it, it's saying no. And I look at the saying no, not as, and I used to be very fearful and we've discussed this on Mm. air and off air, Mm. very fearful of what the refusal would mean and, you know, how people would take that. And I was always thinking the worst case scenario based on a set of beliefs that really wasn't true. And now I look at it as like saying no is saying yes to myself and also clarifying my priorities. I say no to you because Arnold's more important. Or I say no to you because, you know what, I haven't seen my husband properly in two weeks because we're both so busy. And tonight we're just going to chill and watch Netflix. And that's important. So I'm saying no, you know. Yeah. I mean, that's all really important Mm. and really important lessons because Mm. to take that theory and actually apply it in your life, then you have to tolerate all that discomfort. Yes. All of that, those feelings that come up with, oh. Yeah. But what will people think? Yeah. And I was going to ask you too, like you had to say no to the podcast mm-hmm. because, and understandably, like you weren't even half in the country yes. half the time. Yes. Um, but were there other things that came along that you had to say no to? Mm. And what's that like? Because your career has skyrocketed. Yeah. Like right at the time. Yeah. <laughs> when you had Arnold and your priorities have changed. So how <laughs> so do you weird. balance that tension? And- uh, yeah, absolutely. And so weird that the career took off when I had a baby and I had this huge responsibility to him and it was so hard. And I mean, I remember like I was traveling to New York with Arnold and he was so little, like seven, eight months. And, and I had to go straight to set to coach a a world-class boxing Olympic trainer. And I get on set and we're moving around and I felt like I was going to vomit yeah. because I was breastfeeding. My boobs were exploding. I was worried about the baby. We just stepped off a flight. I had my business in the back of my mind. And I thought, how am I going to survive this? And, you know, women are just warriors. You just do. You just survive it. But I've had to say no to a lot of things um, in order to preserve my own well-being, I guess. And it's heartbreaking. I'd say no to the podcast, for example. Heartbreaking. 
But it was that in order to go and build my profile globally, which was an opportunity Mm. I just couldn't say no to. Um, I've said no to position on Dancing with the Stars this year. Oh, really? Um, I've said no to other television gigs because they demand a lot of hours and I didn't want to be away from Arnold in that capacity. Um, I'm very blessed that with my business, I can work a lot from home or he can come to set. Not so much now because he talks um, and he'll yell at mama. Um, But, you know, I've had him with me all the time. Yeah. Um, So taking on roles, television roles now, um, where I'd have to be away from him for long periods of time, just, I just don't want to do that. Um, And I've also had to say no to a lot of, um, you know, demands on my time that just aren't important. Just, you know, there's energy vampires and time suckers and, and, you know, just saying, okay, you want this from me, but what am I getting in return? Mm. And then sort of looking at the weighing it up now a bit more, whereas I was always saying yes. And I always want to help people. That's where I come from. And that's like really deep within me wanting to help people, built my business on that. But um, yeah, you've, you've, you've still got to be sensible. Boundaries. Yes. And create those boundaries, especially in this day and age with social media and my business is an online business. Yes. And so um, my members are online and they're online 24-7 and there are different platforms. We've got Facebook, we've got Instagram, we've got a blog, we've got um, the TIFXO website. So servicing that is a full-time job and yet like monitoring our members is a full-time job. But I've got to create boundaries because I cannot be in my community at 11 o'clock at night answering questions. So, you know, I've been better at dealing with that as well. Yeah, I think that's, you just have to be, don't mm-hmm. you? I mean, I'm in a similar position, not to the same extent. Mm. Obviously, I'm also in the TFXO community. Mm, yes, of course. Um, and you get tagged and you get questions, mm-hmm. but then mm-hmm. people message. Yeah. And it's 24-7 mm-hmm. and you just have to draw the line and yep. unplug. And I deleted my um, private message Facebook thing on my phone. So I'm sure people are sending me messages on Facebook. That's but a good I just, call. I just deleted it and we have an automatic thing coming going out now saying email, you know, hello at tifxo.com if you have a question and then I'll get back to you that way. But I just couldn't deal with it. Um, I did the same. Yeah, exactly. Mm. It, it's so good. And I, I go through phases where I delete Instagram as well. Mm. <laughs> and I have a little break from it and I'll log on to the computer and, you know, upload my daily posts or I'll check in on it. But, um, you know, if you don't see me doing stories for a couple of days, I've deleted the app. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's fine. And, and I do have a good, healthy, I think, perspective on that. It's just an app. Like, it's mm. not... It's not live and die by these likes and the performance of my last post or, you know, building that profile. And I never got into it to be Insta famous anyway. Like, I remember when we first met, you had never even had a social media account. You had, no, you had we, to create one yes. for TFXO. Yeah, 2000. I was so late to the party, like 2016. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Imagine that, people. Being a personal trainer without an Instagram account. What? That was me. And I've been on TV and everything. (laughs) I know. know. (laughs) And you're like, what? But I don't want one. No, Tiff, you have to. Yeah, but why? What am I going to do? I'm not that interesting. I'm just at home all day. Like, you know, like I just couldn't fathom it. But then people are like, you can put exercise on this Instagram. And I'm like, oh, 
well, I can record a workout. Okay, I can do it like that. But yeah, I've said no to a lot of things. I said no to Ninja Warrior like three times. Did you? Yeah. Because oh, that's so interesting because you get asked that mm. all the time. No, I haven't got time. Oh, Tiff, Tiff, you've got to do Ninja Warrior. No, I'm not, I'm not a competitor anymore. I'm a coach. And to put that energy into training for something like that, I mean, I train because I feel good and I train to be fit to do my videos for Tiff XO. I mean, that's – and I have fun doing that and it – but. I don't want to train for competition anymore. Yeah. Um, so speaking about all of those demands on your time and the social media, mm. I mean, that's doubled with the center fit, right? Yeah, doubled. Everything's tripled and doubled. And <laughs> yeah, in intensity. So it's great. Um, and it and it's great talking to people who are in the UK and the US who are loving my workouts. And, you know, um, I don't know how long I'll be with center. It's working for the moment. But, um, you know, it is a huge... Um, added uh, commitment. But yeah, it's it's working really well to promote TIFXO overseas as well and cross-promote there. Yeah. So going back to you getting sick, mm. because I remember there was a period there where you seemed to be Always sick, sick every other week. Mm. And I wanted to talk about that because there will be busy working mm. mums listening, mm-hmm. gather, you know, juggling the work and the mm-hmm. baby and the s- struggling to say no and mm-hmm. all of those mm-hmm. things. And it would seem that you, of all people who, you know, you're fit, you're outdoors all the time, mm. you have never drunk alcohol, mm. you, you know, lived the healthiest lifestyle mm. of anybody that I know. Mm. And that's, but you were still getting mm. really sick. I was. From the stress. I think it was emotional. Yeah, mm. stress. And, you know, you look at exercise and I wholeheartedly believe that exercise is so good for you mentally, physically, emotionally, psychologically, but it is a stress on your body too if you are already depleted in any way. And so when your job's exercise and then you're also running a lot of things um, and then you don't have recovery as a mum, you don't get to go home and sit on the couch and watch TV and chill and unwind, I get home from work and it's full on, mm. like Arnold's nearly two. He mm-hmm. just runs from one end of the house to the other and he he can be quite demanding. And so, you know, as, as any toddler, it's all about them, right? So I think it... I I was getting everything from your common colds to constant sinusitis to shingles. Wow. um, Just all these things, infections that are a symbol that you run down and my my white blood cell count was always high, meaning I was always fighting infection. So that's when I thought, oh, things have to change. And I did um, change things in terms of asking for more help um, and I think allowing myself to do simple things like cry, mm. cry more. And I think it was Dan Harris who said, you know, crying is an evolutionary, um, it has an evolutionary pr- purpose in that it it's a symbol of surrender to a threat. And along with like that's how we find our offspring, we hear them crying and it's also how we as a tribe can have empathy. But he said, you know, it's surrendering. And I cry all the time. I just well up and cry. Sometimes it's joy, everything, but it just, it's a coping mechanism of like just dealing with things. Like it was so, you know, intense at times. Just letting yourself feel what you feel. Yes. And I think that's something that I can 
you know, I think it's very important for people to do that along with self-love and acceptance that we talk a lot about. I think you need to feel the feelings deeply and sometimes I shut them off and mm. just keep going and going and, you know, okay, we're on to dinner, then we're bath, then we're bed, then I'm on the computer and, you know, children have routine and you 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 go into that routine and you can just, the days just pass mm. and you're not feeling much. So I think it's important to sort of stop and feel. Yeah. Mm. Um, and sob. <laughs> yeah. Well, busy, bu- staying busy is its own form of avoidance. Uh, yeah. Just exactly. stay stay busy and yeah. uh, don't let anything catch yeah. up because too much to do. Don't have time. Yeah, <laughs> don't have time to to, to feel to go it, there to assess feel it. There. And I think it's important. You know, I, I would say to to many mums out there dealing with it, um, cry and embrace yourself in terms of self love wholly, like your failures and your flaws, and you don't have to be perfect. Like just wholly accept it because. You know, in being this busy and juggling and taking so much on in the past two years, and I've never been busier than since I've become a mum, I've also learned my limitations Mm. in business and in relationships, in how I deal with people, in how I have difficult conversations with people. And it's it's great. It's very enlightening. It's like, okay, yeah, I'm not the best, but I'm going to work on that. For example... I've talked to you for years how hard it is to say no. Yes. I, I went to a great website we've talked to uh, talked about before and I did an online assertive course. A course in assertiveness. Who knew it existed, right? But um, there were many modules and it took me weeks. But I sat down and it was great to to talk about the different types of assertiveness and beliefs and blah, blah, blah. And, and I don't know if I'm any better at saying no, but I definitely felt good about it. Like there's my limitation. Okay, what can I do about that? And there we go. And and that's also em- that's great. I that's don't know. empowering yourself. Yeah. And the Center for Clinical Interventions website, anybody can look that up. And mm-hmm. I used to, when I was practicing therapy, like I don't see clients one on one anymore, but when I was, there's heaps of resources on there that I would just print oh, okay. off and give to people. Yep. There's a whole therapist section where you can print off, but there's also the self help like yeah. modules and courses. Yeah. Great website. It's fantastic. So, you know, finding those limitations, working on it and also you know, with the juggle and the struggle to juggle, I think reaching out for help, this whole thing that I hate it. People people do refer to me as a super mum and I'm like, oh God, I'm not super. I'm not super at all. I'm just very good at outsourcing and I'm very good at like asking for help. And I think that's very important. I'm glad that you mentioned that because I was going to ask you, obviously there's, you have been, and having your own business makes Mm. it easier to mm-hmm. be able to take Arnold with you yeah. and work around yeah. him as much as possible. Yep. Ed's very hands-on. Yep, he's got, he's, he works like morning still, yes, morning radio. Yes, he's so very he's, good with the hours. We're very lucky that his shift works, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So then what other kind of help? Well, well we do have, um, we have a babysitter, of course. We have some childcare. Um, Mum, <laughs> we actually moved house yes. to be one street away from um, Arnold's grandparents. So that helps. And a couple of doors, like a couple of streets away from his auntie and his cousin. So it, there is a lot of family support from um, uh, my family and from Ed's family. And yeah, we have a babysitter, but also I have been better at asking for help within the structure of my business. So, you know, 
I'm Tiffany, but behind Tiffany there's a team mm. and there's a publicist, a communications manager, a personal assistant, you know, everything from uh, people who moderate the Facebook community, um, you know, they're asking for help and thinking to myself, okay, the hard thing with TiffXO is that I the business is me, I am the personal brand and the actual business brand. So it all comes back to me, but I thought, what can I do to outsource and have some help here? Because I can't do all my own publicity schedules and, you know, so there, there are, there's a big team within Tifexo that helped me. And, um, and I've just said, I need more help guys. I need more. And that's when we've, yeah, we've, I can't deal with that. You find a person that can help me with that. And then my focus can be more on Arnold. Um, I have someone who looks after him every Mondays. That's like my meeting day. What do I need to do? It's a, you know, it's all booked in on a Monday. Everyone knows Mondays are good for TIFF, that kind of thing. Mm. So it it all works together and um, it is a team effort and it takes a village, but the problem is these days a lot of people don't have that village. And so no. that's why with TIFXO what I try and do is offer mums that village and say you get cast on, clinical psychologist, you get myself a trainer and you get this community mm. and here's your village. Let's, let's, let's try and help each other to feel good. It's you know? one of the most um, positive, supportive online communities I've ever been involved in. Mm. That is for sure. TIFXO yeah. is amazing. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to pick up on that asking for help in your business because mm-hmm. I think that there, I mean, I'm in my own business as well, but mm-hmm. clearly not to the scale mm-hmm. or size of TIFXO. And mm-hmm. I know a lot of other women who are doing their own thing, running mm-hmm. their little solo business, they're mm-hmm. working from home, uh, oftentimes mm-hmm. for this reason, they want mm-hmm. the flexibility, they want to yeah. have more time with their kids, yep. they want to have the freedom to work their own hours. And I just want to say too, that one of the decisions that I have made yes. just this year is to hire help and it has made such an enormous difference to my life Mm -hmm. and my earning capacity. And I want to say that for anybody who's listening who is also out there struggling on their own trying to build a business. Because they might think that sounds expensive. They think, oh, oh, but Tiff's, you know, she's got this million dollar business and all these thousands of people and she can do that. Mm. No, I wasn't making many, you know, Mm -hmm. big bucks, Mm -hmm. but I... First started off with just a VA who in the Philippines who could just do some basic yep. admin online for me. And then I've got another business mm-hmm. manager here in Australia now who is setting up all the systems in my business. She takes stuff off my hands. She's saying, you need to give me more things to do yes. because let get your hands off it, Cass, yep. get your hands off it. And it's just, it, take, it takes time to get your head around it and to let go of the control. Mm-hmm. But then it is so liberating. And it frees you up to be creative and it, to work yes. to work in, in your like, zone of genius. Yeah. And my zone is creating fitness programs. And for the center app, I create programs across all disciplines from boxing to Pilates to strength, you know, bulk building, strength and conditioning. Like, you know, I love programming exercise. I love creating these programs. And so that's the programming and presenting fitness. That's me and looking after my members. I don't know anything about business business. Like all the other stuff. <laughs> yeah. All the other stuff. Digital marketing, finances. I'm like, oh, okay. Like help, help, please. That's what's happening for me too. And my person has said, we're getting to this, st- we need to get you to the stage where the only things you do are the things that only you can do. Exactly. And that way you are doing the mm-hmm. important stuff and we'll take care of the rest. Mm-hmm. So there's this whole team now and it re- it's just changed everything yep. for me. So if anybody's out there listening, 
don't hold like hire hire and, help and also outsource. yeah and it it you need to spend money and make money. Yes. And people have said that to me for ages and I just didn't believe it. Same. I was like, no way. I am Tiff in Tiffx, so I can do it all. But then I'm doing it all and the creativity and the product isn't as good. Mm. And I was like, oh, or I'm doing a workout and I'd watch the video and I'm sure no one else could see it, but I looked exhausted. <laughs> and like, like doing a push-up and I was going to collapse and I thought, oh, this is no good. I've got to factor in that I'm creating the product, I'm also physical, I need recovery and I need to like have a, a schedule that also fits in as an athlete with recovery days and tapering and so it, it's, yeah, I, I, I'm all for it, outsource. And not just at work but at home. Like we've yeah. talked before, you and I have talked about if you can afford a cleaner, get a cleaner. If you can yeah. get your groceries delivered, get them delivered. Yeah. Do what you can. Don't be yeah. shy air in tasker. asking for help. Air, like I, 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 I've I hearing got, about this air tasker. Yeah, they do I've everything. Start, yeah, I get someone in and there's all these little things around the house that build up, build up, build up. And I've just, you know, here you go, like paint that, fill in that hole, hang that painting, all that stuff because my husband's got like oh, three, four jobs. He works seven days. The time when he's home, I don't want him to be a handyman. So I'm like, help, help. And, you know, another thing I haven't got, oh, I can't believe it, I'm saying it, but I'm Tiffany Hall and I haven't got time to go to the gym. I don't. <laughs> and it's really hard. And I was only making one hour of Pilates a a week. And then the other fitness I was sort of doing was just in my treadmill in my kitchen. I've got a treadmill that lives in my kitchen. And I'm like, this isn't good enough. I need more in order to do my job. So I, I'm i converting my garage to a gym. I've just put down some, you know, gym mats and I've bought some equipment. And, you know, that's my next level of, okay, when Arnold's asleep and you know, when I can, I'm just going to go in the garage now. Like, it's not fancy. They won't look very fancy. And if I do Instagram it, you'll be like, oh, it's very lo-fi, Tiff. But, <laughs> but, you know, you don't need a lot. I'm a big believer in that. A couple of dumbbells and a mirror and, you know, check your form and that's it. I hope you're enjoying season four of the show. And, hey, I would love for you to check out my brand new YouTube channel where I'm sharing even more tips on how you can feel less crappy and more happy. It's youtube.com forward slash cast done. So come over, check it out. I'd love for you to subscribe. And if you haven't already taken my free seven-day happiness challenge, you can sign up for that at castdone.com forward slash happiness. Can we talk about self-care? Yeah. So what do you do now that you've recognised your limits mm. and we've talked about asking for help, mm. what else do you do to um, make sure that you're on your game and looking after your health particularly in your... Well, I think I... Was it you who talked to me about worry time? Yes, probably. That's, yeah. that's one of my tips. Yeah, worry time. Okay, this is cast on tips. <laughs> so she said, like, set aside time to worry. Like, don't worry all day about the thing that you have to deal with. Worry about it in the time. So, for example, I have to make a, I have to call someone back and it's like, you know, and it's just an effort. And on the way here, I was like worrying about when I would call her or when I would deal with this. And then I made that decision. Tomorrow at 10 o'clock when I'm free, I will call her. I'm not going to think about it again. You know, have that discussion then. You know, and setting aside that time to worry about it and deal with it is great. And I, I do that a lot. So good. I write down all the things that I'm, I'm worried about and then I'll worry, you know, Post-time. 7 o'clock tonight when Arnold's in bed, I'll sit down and I'll get a strategy around that. 
that's my worry time. Or I'll engage Ed and, okay, here we go. This is what I'm worried about. Together, we'll get a strategy and there's some comfort there, you know? And then it's not just unproductive worry either. It's problem solving. Mm, yeah. yeah. Good. And, and it's not that whole, um, that anxious and, you know, distraction, distractions and procrastinating and, you know, that come with worry. Yeah. It's just very clean cut worry. I don't know if that makes sense. It's no, it makes perfect for. sense. Um, and so a big part of it for me is writing it out and moving it out. Exercise and movement for me has always been a way to deal with feeling anxious, feeling stressed, um, not dealing with the juggle. And it can be as something as simple as putting on Tifexo and doing one round, like five minutes. And I don't look at it as though, oh, look, I'm, I'm a fitness expert. You know, I know five minutes isn't going to grow my biceps or lose 10 kilos or do anything, but it, it moves my cells and it's getting oxygen to the cells and it's, you know, endorphins and it's all the great things that my body's doing to make change my mindset. And I'm a big believer that if you change your physiology by moving, you then change your focus. Yeah. So then I come out of five minutes going, oh, okay, yep, next. So that's a big thing. Um, and also just having that 20-year perspective, like thinking, oh, in 20 years, is this going to affect me? Like, I know it feels like a big deal right now and I know that I'm feeling really emotional and invested, but in 20 years, like, when I'm at Arnold's graduation, will I care Aww. about this day? And within that, I keep reminding myself that I can't pay my bills with other people's opinions of me. So when <sighs> things, quote. you know, when things come up on social media, when people challenge me, I think... Yeah, good. Save it. Have it. Have that opinion of me, whatever I've done. But it's not paying my bills. So I'm going to stay focused on doing what I'm good at, which is training and coaching people to feel good. And you can just think what you think about me. Uh, there's a tweetable. Yeah. <laughs> I can't pay my bills with other people's opinion yeah. of me. That's gold. Yeah. I love that. I'm going to be sticking really that on my fridge at home. It's so true, right? And in this world we live in, everyone's got an opinion. Every online everybody's got an opinion. Oh, oh. and and it's and it's everything. Everyone's got an opinion on what you do in your work life and stuff, like, you know, from your family to your friends or you work too much or why are you doing this or why are you doing that? And then everyone has an opinion about you as a mother and, you know, then we're starting to get into the where's Arnold going to school and, like, what sort of education is he going to have and what are you doing for three-year-old kinder and that whole oh, yes. judgment, you know, the judgy thing of how how you raise your children, yes. which, you know, I've just come out of the whole judgy thing of how you do the baby Babies. stuff and naps, routines, breastfeeding, bottle feeding, whatever you choose to do. And now I'm into the judgy thing of, oh, now you're raising your child and this is what he should be doing. And why is it, you know, we're entering toilet training and I don't know. So it's it's just, I just don't care for people's opinions really. Um, do you, I think. <laughs> it's really good. That's, yeah. a, that's a really good point too. And I really, I mean, that can be uh, it can be a long road to get to that point mm. to let go of caring because mm -hmm. we're we are wired to mm. need want social acceptance. Yeah, and there's a lot of that judgment, criticism. We're wired to be fearful and threatened by social rejection, social hostility, and the internet is 
fabulous for social rejection and social hostility, yeah. you know. And so getting us moving to a place where you can um, work out whose opinions matter mm. and forget the rest, mm. is um, it's liberating. It's so liberating and reminding yourself that the big players like Facebook and Instagram, they know that. They know we're wired for self-acceptance. Mm. And then they added the metrics on it, yeah. and likes and views. Did you read the book? Yeah, yes. exactly. <laughs> Digital minimalism yes. is the book I was talking yes. about. And I told Tiff, get on that 100%. book. 100%. And they're tricking us. Mm-hmm. And you've got to remember that. Mm. The way that Facebook went, I was talking about this this morning at a business business chicks breakfast. Yes. And the girl next to me doesn't have Facebook, doesn't use Instagram. And I was like, wow, you are like a, like, like whoa, a rare, wow. rare breed in today's yeah. world. And I was talking to her about that book as well because mm. Cal Newport famously mm. writes about this stuff but mm. does not have any social media, doesn't use any social media. And he says, you know, when Facebook mm. came out, there was no like button. Yeah. But then they worked out that people are wired to seek social approval. So they added the like and button and suddenly back. engagement went up. Everybody wanted to tap in. Mm-hmm. Everybody needed to get those, mm-hmm. that little red dot and the re- and the, the notifications um, but Bell is yeah. red for a reason. Taps yeah. into your psychology. This is urgent. Ooh. I need to look at this. It's so interesting and it's scary. Good to be a wake up to it. Yeah, but it's good to be aware of it because social media can be great. It can mm. it can bring us together and it can add support and solace and you can, you know, meet fake friends. I don't know. But I think we just have to keep it all in perspective, mm. you know, and I'm very good now at sort of separating it Social media for me is work. Mm. The TIFXO community is not. That is heart and soul and the community I treat a bit, it's very different for me. But Instagram and my Facebook page, that is very much work. And I share a lot of myself with people, but I, I separate it. Yeah. I've deactivated my private Facebook account. Yeah, I use I, it purely same. for work too. Same. I mm. deactivated it and it's been great. I, and my real friends, like all my very close friends who I've known 10 years plus, um, I just contacted them. Yeah. You know, if you need me, call me, text me, WhatsApp me. Oh, yeah, okay, cool. And it's been fine. And I said, don't do any of those group invites on Facebook. because Just remember Tiff's not on Facebook because I won't know to come. And it's, you know, they'll call you. Your real friends call. People survive. My husband doesn't have Facebook. He's to this day, he says, my real friends will call me. They'll find a way. They know I'm not there. Yeah, my husband's not on Instagram Mm. and he works in the media. People are like, what are you doing? (laughs) So, Tiff, another thing you and I talked about early on in our very first season together was this idea of perfectionism. Mm. I said that I was a recovering, I considered myself to be a recovering perfectionist and you at that time said, no, that you were still actively... Perfectionist. Perfectionist. (laughs) We have had conversations about your shower screens more than once and your visitor lights. Mm. (laughs) Mm. How is that going for you? Well, with a (laughs) two-year-old with a crayon in one hand and a Vegemite sandwich in the other, I've had to just let it go a bit because my shower screens are now like really like covered in Vegemite and crayon. Like it's just, you know, it's not just about cleaning but it's about work too. You always say, you know, embrace good enough. I have upped my self-belief and my confidence and said to myself, okay, you are really good at what you do. So back yourself and then do what you do. And that's good enough. Yeah. I don't have to do it perfectly, but you know, I'm here for a reason. I've been employed. I'm standing here. This is my gig and my job. I'm going to 
do my very best. It's in me now. Everything that's that I need is within me now and that's good enough. Yeah. And I don't like pine and worry and uh, I just do it. That is such a great point mm. because what you said is that's the key. Perfectionism is often driven by fear that what I do is not good enough. And if you can wholeheartedly believe that I've got the goods, I, mm-hmm. I'm good at what I do mm-hmm. and that's enough, then good enough is good enough. Yeah, exactly. That's and not- back in the day I would prepare forever to do like a live event. On the weekend I went to the fitness show and I presented and I took 100 people at a time through, you know, classes and I just sort of like showed up and like the music started and on the spot did it. Like really? because I know exactly what I need to do and I've got 30 years experience and it's all backed up and it's all in my head and in my heart and I know what I'm doing and it's like I don't need to make notes. Like, <laughs> you know, so it's it's very empowering and freeing and that's it. That's a good way to be. And, of course, then what happens is that, you get the result at the end and it is good enough. People love it. And then that's what works, I think, to rewire your thinking and rewire your brain. You get the positive feedback and go, oh, okay. So that Mm. actually was good enough. Mm. That's what I, that's all I need to do. I can let go of all of this other fear and worry and struggle and striving and overachieving. Yes. And I think it's like not focusing on the perfectionism, but focusing on maintaining the self-love and the confidence. So, you know, a great quote that lives in my family is self-love is like good bread. It has to be baked fresh every single day. And some days, you know, I burn the toast. Some days I really do feel like I'm not nailing it. <laughs> but then most most of the time, I'm pretty happy with that bread. Mm. So as long as I know that is strong and sustainable, my confidence and my my care for myself, then I know I can do a good job. It's all you really need is belief in yourself. It's, so, it's cliched, but cliches are true. They yeah. Work. Tiff, I just feel like this conversation has been so great because we've really come full circle. We've <laughs> gone back to all of those mm. early topics and been able to revisit and see how far we've both, we've come. both come. And I think the message that that I'm taking away is that, you know, like it, it is a process. Mm-hmm. Like it's for me, this feels like it's an evolution mm-hmm. and there's ups and there's downs, but we just keep on evolving and growing and learning and taking the yep. lessons and just doing the best we can. Yep. And success isn't, it's not linear. It's You're going linear. to go around in circles because you're learning. Yeah. And and the failures are lessons and, you know, I feel like I've been in the washer a bit, but <laughs> I'm coming out of it. And it's it's so awesome, Cass, to see you here with such a successful season of Crappy to Happy behind you and doing it and doing your thing and your awesome books. If you haven't read Crappy to Happy, oh, thank oh you. my goodness, just so gorgeous. And, you know, to, to see you grow and do your thing. Thanks, Tiff. I mean, it has been, when we first sat in here together, mm. neither of us had any idea yeah. about a podcast. And you you were just thinking about Crappy to Happy as a brand, as a business. You were like, do you like the name? I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God, Cass, 
It's incredible. Everything about it is fantastic. Yeah. And so here we are. So this has been fantastic. It's been so good to have you back. I know Thank that you. everybody listening to this is going to be super excited Thank you. to get the update from you. Thank and you, I know Cass. they'll all be messaging, more Tiff, more Tiff. So maybe we'll have maybe more Maybe I would, I would love to come back in another episode <laughs> little, little with guest you guys. Episode next season. And, and I'd just like to say to everyone out there who are juggling, not just mums who are juggling, but, you know, you juggle a lot. Just just remember that you can have it all. You can. But as we've demonstrated through me being pregnant series one, then I was in a moon boot with a broken ankle in series two. And now I'm I'm back here now, but I'm feeling pretty good right now. You just gotta remember you can have it all, but not all, all at, at once. once. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great tip. Tiff, thank you so much. Thank you, Cass. It's been a pleasure. No. A huge pleasure. Thank you. It's been an honour, actually. How good was it having Tiff back in the studio? I love that woman so much. And if you want to learn more about Tiff, she's all over the internet. You can join her online fitness program, tiffxo.com, catch her on her socials, or just generally admire all the amazing things that she is doing in the world. In the next episode, we'll be talking to Mark Manson, author of two international best-selling books, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, and his latest, Everything is Fucked, a book about hope. Crappy to Happy is a Podcast One Australia production, produced by Dave Zwolenski and with audio by Darcy Thompson. For more great podcasts, head to podcastoneaustralia.com.au or download the app.